0: what was it that about muay thai right at the start I mean age age 7 or whatever you were that attracted you to that rather than say mma which was what was predominantly going on in the gym around you
1: uh you know what man i couldn't really tell you know i was just slinging my legs all around the, all around the place at that time and um it's not. it's only when i started throwing elbows that i thought yeah this is this is this is the one
0: Welcome to another episode of the Science of Building Champions podcast, where I chat with top-level fighters and coaches and dive into their stories to discover what makes them champions. And today, I have the honor to speak with Jonathan Haggerty, the 24-year-old three-times world champion, former one-championship flyweight Muay Thai world champion, after beating none other than the legendary Sam A. So, you know, it's great to have you join me today, Jonathan.
1: Thank you, mate. My pleasure.
0: And uh, I really appreciate you, you know, taking time out of your prep there because you're in you're in Singapore at the moment um, for your one yeah. championship fight against a And you've just finished training for that, haven't you?
1: Yeah, just uh, literally got back to my room now, but you know, we're quick, we're good to go.
0: <laughs> and you were you were saying just before we sort of hit record there, you know, you're 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 kind of with the whole COVID thing as well. You're in sort of lockdown in between as well. So you're you're kind of you are pushed back to your hotel room.
1: Yeah, yeah, we just literally rushed in and out, rushed to training, and rushed straight back upstairs. No just alienized
0: <laughs> yeah. straight
1: back into your room, get
0: back in there, get back in it. We'll tell you when you can come out,
1: yeah, thats it
0: <laughs> okay, so' just a knock on the door is, is right that's the way it works,
1: yeah, even even with the food, like knock on the door, you open the door, no one's there, you but you just your food like, oh wait, yeah, did they run off
0: mystery, mystery delivery, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Now you're you're no stranger to fast progression. I mean, you are like seventeen or eighteen fights in your pro career now. Yeah, that's correct, mate. And you and you've already taken on the, the best in the world. But I want to sort of rewind and go back to where you started with Muay Thai to kind of find out how you got into all of this. So you were you like seven years old at Team Underground, your dad's gym? Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I used to um, just follow him around training every day. Like he used to go training when he was young. And I used to go with him, and it just started from there, really.
0: And at that, at your dad's gym there, it was MMA as well as Muay Thai, and was it other martial arts as well? So uh, back
1: then, it was mainly MMA. So uh, that was the route I was going to go down, but then obviously I fell in love with Muay Thai because I think one of my dad's um, mate's son was doing it, and they got me to do it, and just fell in love with it from there, man.
0: Yeah, and that's despite... Your dad really was an MMA fighter, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you start competing out of your dad's gym? Because I'm interested how, because you, you're, you're currently fighting out of Knowlesy Gym, aren't you? Predominantly with Christian Knowles. Thank
1: you. Uh, all three, mate, all three predominantly. Uh, so Keddles Gym, Team Kettle's. Underground, and the Knowlesy Academy. But um, yeah, I started at Team Underground. I was doing a few like um, semi, like light contact contests, and I uh, didn't really enjoy that. Got disqualified for hitting too hard. <laughs> but um Then obviously I went down to Kettle's gym, I think when I was about 12, 13, carried on from there, went to Nosey's when I was about 17, 18, I'd say about 16 when I went to Nosey's and then, yeah, my career just boosted off. And how does
0: that, how does that work then sort of passing between three different gyms there in terms of, you know, fight prep? Because it doesn't work with all coaches like that, does it? Some get very kind of uh, (laughs) territorial.
1: Yeah, nice nah, never like that, you know. I've always said it from the start. I'm very loyal, but um, that is one of the main things you've got to be loyal. So I've picked, I've picked my team wisely. So I'll go. Um, so Team Underground is the gym I go to. At, uh, that's my gym here. Yeah, team Underground MMA. That's the gym I go to at night. And Nolesies and Kettles is like the morning training sessions. So I go right. there three times in the morning and Kettles twice in the morning. Gotcha. So, yeah, we're just um, splitting it up. Yeah and it's different sort of pad sessions you know ones more like a sparring session reactions and ones more like uh, constantly drilling game planish
0: yeah right understood yeah. and it keeps you as a a full time pro fighter gives you the opportunities to train as often as you need to i guess
1: yeah yeah 100% and you
0: you mentioned that you fell in love with muay thai um what was it that about Muay Thai right at the start? I mean, age age seven or whatever you were that attracted you to that rather than say MMA, which was what was predominantly going on in the gym around you?
1: Uh, you know what, man, I couldn't really tell you. You know, I was just slinging my legs all around the, all around the place at that time, and um, it's not. It's only when I started throwing elbows, So I thought, yeah, this is this is this is the one. But um, I remember briefly, I had to lie about my age to fight a class but um,
0: yeah
1: i think i skipped from c one c class fight for one b class and straight into a class so uh i was a i was a lover of the elbows
0: <laughs> yeah and you stuck with that haven't you to, to full effect 100 percent is it that i mean that uh, i guess you know going back to one championship now your sort of debut fight in in there that's that's still kind of like a highlight that keeps popping up on my newsfeed all the time.
1: Yeah, that, that's, that's crazy. That's that's gonna be with me today. I go, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a keeper. <laughs> definitely. But, you know, if you, it, it sounds like you've made like rapid progression in terms of you know relatively few pro fights, and then the the caliber that you're fighting at, the the people that you're fighting and beating. Um, but you started at seven years old so there's a lot of kind of training background that's that's gone into that um yeah so what is it that keeps you training and, and fighting after all this time despite you know the, the struggles that you do have especially as an adult pro fighter now
1: I think uh what makes it makes it easier is where I've been noticed like I've really been um progressing through the rankings and I've um, been noticed and gone up into promotions that are People dream of being in, and uh, just going higher and higher. I'm noticing myself like this is obviously what I'm made to do. This is what I want to do, and um, this is where I am. This is this is where I'm meant to be. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. At the top. Yeah, yeah and I just
1: keep going, man, until I get my belt back, till I collect all them belts.
0: And and that's the objective, is it to to obviously get back that that title, but. Also, just to keep collecting other, other championship titles. Yeah,
1: you know, just be the face of the fight game.
0: Right. Yeah, gotcha. And and what do you think actually makes a champion? You know, what, what do you think are the sort of characteristics and, and traits that a, a champion must have?
1: You know, one of the main things is always um, open-minded and uh, always willing to keep learning. You, know, you, never can, you can never stop learning. And um, pushing to, pushing higher, and uh, having a team around you as well that that's, that really believes in you, not someone that's just always saying yeah and agreeing with you. You need someone to tell you no sometimes. They say right, this is what you need to do. And um, championship mindset. Like for instance, when they tell you you got to fight rotting in your head you don't you don't say no, you just say yeah, let's do it. From the get-go, you just say, yeah, that's what I want to do. That's how I'm going to beat him. That's the championship mindset you need to have.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned Rod Tang there. I mean, you you had two cracks at him as well. And that's. I'm kind of guessing that's probably one of your biggest challenges you've you've had to date. W- would you agree with yeah. that? One of your biggest sort yeah. of obstacles?
1: Well, I'd say the first fight was, um, I went back to my corner after the first two rounds and I thought it was going to be a walk in the park. And uh, the, as the fight progressed, I, was, I thought I was winning and I won. But then the second one, it just proved that um, he stepped it up a level. And uh, that, was the step, that was a step higher for me, that one.
0: Yeah. And, and what do you feel yeah. like you've, you've learned from that as well, though, that you've perhaps taken into the, your, your future fights now?
1: Just uh, the main thing and the only thing is just don't get emotional. Don't get caught in your emotions. You know, don't get angry. Don't let the mind games kick in. That's it, man. Just do your thing.
0: And when you say mind games, there as well, Jonathan, are you kind of are you referring to stuff that goes on before the fight, or or predominantly the stuff that goes on in the fight as well?
1: No, nah, never, never the stuff before the fight. Like before the fight, I'm I'm always switched on. You know, hundred percent, always switched on. But you know, this little things, like when I was in there, the last fight with Rotane, I was scoring, scoring. And I was grabbing him and I wanted to just score, score and clinch. But and then when I was in there, I was thinking to myself, people don't want to see this. Why are you grabbing him? Don't grab him. Stop, don't look scared. Like, I don't care about that. Don't care about what people think. Like Just do what you have to do to win. And um, I, went, I fell into a war with him, which I wasn't meant to do. Right. I'm not sure my trainer was happy with me.
0: <laughs> but there were lots of conversations obviously going on in your head as you're fighting as well that you, you were kind of uh, discussing with yourself there about what you should be doing.
1: Yeah. 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 Of course. One of them, was, one of them was like this clinching, and then one of them that shoulder was saying clinch that shoulder was saying, don't clinch people
0: think you're scared. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Where do you think that, that, comes from you You thinking that the, the clinch makes you look scared thinking,
1: though I was thinking more of like the crowd like they want to see a war you see with a one championship sort of fan base they, and that rotting sort of adrenaline rush powerhouse they want to see that get excited and I thought All right, I, I, well, if he wants to do that I can do that and then yeah. um, just went out the window to be fair
0: yeah it's it's interesting isn't it and you know you you haven't had easy fights anyway, but it, it's the the challenging fights that do make you grow as a fighter, though, aren't they? That that change what yeah, you do, it, take you up another course, level, every, really.
1: One hundred percent, I agree with it. That. Um, every every hard fight I've had, I've just gone higher and higher on levels.
0: Yeah, and you've you I mean your early fights. Um, looking back through those, you you were winning those normally by some sort of stoppage, weren't you? And it wasn't yeah, until so you kind of got further up up the ranking there um, that I then I started, I started,
1: yeah, started thinking oh these people aren't getting knocked out now.
0: <laughs> I can't knock everyone out. <laughs> no, it doesn't last forever. It's kind of yeah, you're surprised to begin with, but then yeah, well it it's all of those fights really should be trying to match you at your level, and I guess if you're stopping everyone by tko ko whatever then you you still haven't found your level yet have you
1: yeah exactly
0: and that's that's something i kind of um definitely get try to get across to some of the fighters is that you know if you're not losing some fights then you're not actually fighting at the right level so it's don't don't worry about those losses it's more about how you fight isn't it how you perform
1: it's very true it's in the how and how you bounce back you know some of the main some of my losses have been my main main. my heights and they've pushed me a lot higher than all the wins I've had
0: become springboards mm-hmm yeah yeah how has your fight preparation changed since you know you, you first started as a fighter until now
1: uh, so when I first started it was um, it was pretty like once a day training um, nothing too intense but now as I'm in the one championship and uh, even prior to that, I became more independent, uh, became more independent, training, training, um, taking myself to training instead of relying on my my father, my mum, you know, getting a man now. So, uh, just putting 100% in, obviously I don't, this is my, this is my job. So I'm able, I've got the time for it and I can train three times a day if I want rest. So I'm very thankful that I haven't, um, God, I'll be waking up at six in the morning to go to work. And this is, I'm doing what I love.
0: And So, so yeah, that's that sort of evolution from more of a, a almost a part-time hobbyist type of setup to now mm. this is a full-time thing. Um, you mentioned like training three times a day there. How how do you manage that in terms of um, like re- recovery and, and nutrition and stuff like that to make sure that each one of those sessions is productive for you?
1: I, I've always had the same uh, nutritionist, uh, Kate Shilling. She's uh, she's amazing. And um, what well, I've been doing it for years, man. So my body knows what to do. My body knows. So I get be training in the morning, whether it's swimming in the afternoon and then training at night. Uh, my body, my body's ready for it all. And like I said, without 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 having to wake up and go to work, I can sleep when I want. I can uh, rest when I want. So yeah, everything just works together really.
0: Do you do you find you often take naps during the daytime then between training sessions?
1: You know what? What's interesting, last the last two fights, um, I was napping every day between sessions. But see leading up to this fight, I was fueled, I wasn't tired, I didn't need to sleep, I was ready for training, I was alert, I've been training for ten weeks for this fight and um, this is the best I've ever felt. So um this this fight should uh I should be alive
0: yeah it's gonna be interesting to see and and do you so, find with your with your training there um, I, I guess each camp there's probably subtle differences things that you'll perhaps experiment with try a bit more of this a bit less of that um, has this last camp been um, different is there anything sort of notably yeah yeah uh, so
1: this yeah things have changed really because of lockdown obviously um, I haven't been able to get my swimming in but that's not a problem. I've just been going heel sprints. I've changed it up. I've adapted. Um, and sometimes a few fight camps, I've been doing strength and conditioning. This fight camp, I haven't really been doing strength conditioning. I've just been doing body weights, uh, body exercises, burpees, etc. Pull-ups, no weights. And uh, I think that's why my, my I'm so lean right now. And uh, I was on weight as soon as I landed in Singapore. I was underweight, to be fair. Right. Um, yeah, the main thing is just adapt. You know, adapt. You just never know what's around the corner.
0: I was I was chatting to Liam Harrison actually on the last podcast, and he was talking about the the one championship kind of uh, weighing in procedure with all the the hydration tests and everything as well. And he said he really liked it because it it didn't mean he had to mess himself about too much.
1: Yeah, yeah. This one's been this one's been the easiest so far. I'd say it has been the easiest. Well, I wouldn't even say a weight cut, really, but it's been—it's really easy.
0: Yeah, you're just going yeah. in there what you are, aren't you? You're just just making sure your body composition's good, not too much fat. Yeah, <laughs> you got to yeah, be hydrated exactly,
1: anyway. Like, nice, nice and
0: lean. How many weeks have you typically looked at for for this camp? Would you class in you know in your head how many weeks you've been specifically working for this fight?
1: I'd say ten weeks, man. Ten yeah. weeks I've been. So obviously, the first two weeks is getting getting that. Uh, the puppy fat off. Um, the next, the next few weeks is getting a bit more weight and just fitness and just getting used to hitting the pads again, loosening up, stretching up. And then, yeah, the last four weeks is when we go for it. The last five weeks, go
0: for it. Yeah. And there, there, there hasn't been any, I know previously in the past you've had like shin splints you've been dealing with and things like that. Haven't you to, to kind of manage in, in the fight camp as well. But, um, Nothing that you've needed to adjust for this time.
1: It's crazy, like the way I train. Like, I think to myself, am I even human? Why is my body not hurting? Like, why have I not got an injury? But um, yeah, like, everything's perfect. Everything's perfect. Left legs there, right elbows there, head butts there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if if you could. Um... No, with everything you've learned now, if you could kind of go back in time and to when you were starting out with your Muay Thai training, in in particular, thinking about competing, would would there be anything you'd change to your approach, and what would that be?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, my dad just always said to me, you need to get into wrestling and get into jiu jitsu. Like, even if you're not fighting or competing in it, just just do it. What maybe if it's once a week, like just get used to it, and. um I wish I'd done that now. So it would be a lot easier to adapt over to MMA when I want to.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, so that sort of transition to perhaps uh, doing some MMA is something that's, that's in your head there as well on the back burner. 100%. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. And and it's also interesting actually that, you know, talking about doing other disciplines there, um, wrestling, that kind of, that kind of aspect to your training. It's, it's something else that loads your body in a different way as well, but it it does still kind of carry over. So in terms of like not overtraining, not getting overuse injuries and stuff like that, actually incorporating some of these other things that still contribute and give you qualities that you need to fight, but without just chucking more volume on top of what you're already doing a lot of, of purely Muay Thai that can build up to that level where you are breaking your body it's it's useful yeah. to have those little parallel tracks or something just to go and spend a little bit more time on that keeps keep the the keeps the plate spinning but without yeah 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 out.
1: yeah of course but as soon as i hit fight camp for a Thai boxing i will obviously stop all that sort of training because i just don't want no injury so while i'm ticking over and i haven't got no fights i do have a coach down at team underground steve um steve cook he sort of goes through things with me so, uh, yeah, just, that's it. Just ticking over, really. Learn as, as the days go by.
0: Yeah. And that, like you you kind of mentioned that at the beginning as well, kind of being open to learning and changing what you're doing and upgrading things all the time based on what your new experience is. That's a really important part of of being the best you can be, isn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly that, mate. Exactly that. Um, that is what makes champions, like we said.
0: And finally, just to... to if you were to give one piece of advice to someone who wants to be as great as they can be, what would that be?
1: Just aim for the top. Aim for the top. Just think you're the best. Like, uh, Don't think there's anyone better than you. Um, know where you want to be. Uh, set yourself a goal. Like me, for instance, I've set myself a goal, what the one championship world world title. I told myself I'd be the champion in 2017. I'd be the champion and then 2020 was it 2020? 2019 I became the champion just set yourself a goal get your head down um, yeah that's it man just just get your head down
0: yeah and, and do that surrounded by a team like you've got multiple teams really all kind of boosting yeah, you up
1: yeah that's sorry I forgot to mention uh, make sure that's one of the main things as well just stick stick to um loyalty just stick to one team you know don't go bouncing about like some find someone that's got your best interests and stick with them you know they push you a long way
0: yeah and you know it's it's really great to hear as well that you've got kind of open-minded teammates around you as well that are willing to kind of share you around because they they realize they can all contribute different things to to your progression and not feeling threatened by each other. Got,
1: yeah, yeah, because cool. they've got a good relationship as well. They've built up, and uh, that's it, man. That's what that's what makes a champion. That's what made me a champion. So I'm very thankful.
0: That's awesome, Jonathan. Thank you. Thanks for your taking Thank the you. time, really, to have a chat there. You know, you're busy there in Singapore, and uh, you know, all the very best with your. It's the main event, isn't it? In one in one championship for for this, as this show <laughs> against taking NATO So yeah. All the very best with that, mate. Thank you, mate. Thanks a lot. You can find out more about Jonathan and his exploits at jhaggerty underscore on Instagram, along with Team Underground at Team Underground MMA underscore official, Kettles Gym at kettlesgym One, and the Nolsey Academy at the Nolsey Academy. And of course, catch up on the latest on Jonathan's one championship fight against Takey Nato at One Championship on Instagram too. And you'll find links to these with this episode. And if you found this valuable, please like, subscribe and share with someone else it could help too. And I'll catch you next time.